Here we are talking about sexy marriage and helping people grow through their marriages. And this week marks my 23rd wedding anniversary. Congratulations, 23. That's awesome. I know. This one is, I think, perhaps the sweetest we've had yet because somehow it was the year that we really, really had to fight to make it work. Yeah. I mean, there, there was a chance. It seems crazy now, but there were several months that off and on, I would think this marriage is over. We yeah. just can't even make it. Yeah. So um, to our listeners, I hope that you'll join us because it helps to talk about the stuff that you know for sure when you're going through stuff. So for better or for worse, we're yeah. in it for the long haul. Yeah. And that's, that's a great congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. And one of the things I've heard. Uh, this is actually from Donald Miller, the author, and he made a comment one time on a on a blog about how a friend made a comment of you know this just isn't it's not worth it yeah. you know on a relationship and he said well that's because you haven't fought for it something's yeah. only worth it after you fought for it and that's there's some great truth in that statement of you value stuff so much more when you really work for it and realize, wow, yeah. we could have lost this or, you know, oh, this man. Would, it, it would have been a, a, a mistake to give it up. And, you know, and I so, know when well you're done. in the, when you're in the throes of emotions that just are in a huge downward spiral, you just can't see straight. Yeah. So it makes me think of that quote that says, uh, more marriages would last longer if people realize that the, we say for better or for worse, but that often the better comes after the worse. Wow, great show idea. Yes, right and however, today I want to address some reader mail that okay. asks about about the you know going from better to worse to worse. You oh. know, growing. What happens? What do you do when things get worse? Well, first off, we say welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Corian and Gina Paris, <laughs> and we are glad you've joined us wherever you are and however you may be listening. We're we're glad you're here because. Honestly, Gina, I think I can speak for you here. The the listeners are what make this show so great. Yes, absolutely. Because we get real-time feedback by people emailing at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, or we get real-time encouragement and feedback by people jumping on iTunes, leaving a five-star review, and yeah. and giving us our feedback. That that's I mean that's just great. It helps spread the word. So it, yeah, thank right. you. That's a great idea with with the email because I remember the email you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Of what do you do when things get worse? Right. So one of our listeners writes in and and to the the gist of it because she's not the first person to say ask these kind of right. questions. You know, well I've been growing in all these different areas, um, and so I thought that we should tackle my sex life as well. And so, you know, part of the sexual issues were never orgasming as a woman um, and, and the stress in their sex life. And so she says on the positive side, they started having great deeper conversations, which seemed like growth. Yes. Well, and it is yet, growth. Yeah. It is. And yet the sexual issues just seem disastrous to her. So she's asking, what can I do? I'm tired of just waiting 
it's been years and years and years, you know, just holding on. So what she, and I love this question. She literally asked, how can I get a different result while doing the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all heard that's actually yeah. the definition of insanity. Yes, it is. And it's also one of those that we try still, even when we know the definition, we still try it, yeah. don't we? Yeah. Do it harder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Obviously yeah. I haven't tried hard enough. Yeah. So to anyone listening who things have gotten worse, we have had another listener too. Things are worse. Mm -hmm. uh, life feels, seems like she's on her way out the door, mm -hmm. thinking she wants space. So we'll kind of go through those. Yeah. Uh, the concepts apply to lots of different situations because it's, it's kind of a foundational component yeah. of a relationship. <laughs> and just growth in general. Yeah. And of life. Yeah. Okay, so through several resources, growth is happening with one of them. Mm -hmm. And then by their growth, it's creating growth in the other, and the spouse. Because obviously, if you're having right. deeper connections and deeper conversations, then that's pressuring and challenging your spouse to, to do the same. They're growing as well. So mm -hmm. now it's how do I bring the rest of the other parts of my life that are important into this sphere of growth and, right. ex and experience that as well. Yeah. And and how do I handle when things don't go, you know, as I expected, I thought this was going to get better and better and it got better and boom, worse. Right. So what, yeah. what would, what would be your, cause we've both been there. I mean, I, I think we could, <laughs> we could, Gina, we could probably speak to this from two sides couldn't we of the personal journey side that i know mm -hmm. you and paul have had and that pam and i have had and then also mm -hmm. the professional side of the the oh. therapy side from me and the coaching mm -hmm. and, and performance coaching side of you yeah for so, sure so let's let's do both those sure okay. I, yeah you know one of the biggest things that would help us is just knowing that it's part of your story. It's if you'll get if you can fix your eyes on a vision of getting through it instead of wondering, instead of getting so lost in thinking this is a permanent situation. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can fix your gaze on getting to the other side, then you can know that it's going to be part of your success story and part of your ability to help somebody else. Okay. So it's Number one, to, to uh, hang on to that vision. Okay. Because that's when, once we lose hope and vision, that's when everything dies. We die for lack of vision. Yeah. And I would add to it the, that that vision needs to be um, sort of flexible. Yeah. That you, you have, an, you have an, a, a, a goal you're shooting for but realize that it may not manifest itself exactly like that goal. So allow yourself, because this goes into the letting go of attachment to outcomes. Exactly. So that you can realize, okay, my goal is I still want to be better. I want us to be whatever. But down the road, that means I might shift it to where, well, now I want it to be this, which could be even better than what my original goal was. Yeah, when you let go of certain things. Yeah. You know, Paul Paul made the statement several months ago. He said, you know, it's just so wild how great we're doing because really nothing changed. You just changed your mind. I said, I didn't change my mind. You changed your mind. 
<laughs> you know, we both, t I don't know, I think it's a miracle, but, um, you well, know. We've had that conversation though, Gina, well, yeah. on the air and off the air in the past sure. with, with what you, cause I've, I've been a concerned bystander, you know, <laughs> with, with what's going on with you guys, what went on. And, and I, I think what, what jumped out to me is you guys both just kind of had a reframing yeah. of where we are and what do we want you know what are we doing and you know it's that uh, it's that deprivation abundance yeah. you know it would be a good way to kind of capture it all but that it's, it's that idea of okay th look what are we we're spinning our wheels here what's going on and i think that applies to everybody of yeah she's exactly. seeing like when on this email she's seeing results yeah but it's not manifesting itself in all the areas as fast as she wants yeah so, so some of it's realized it's a process you know it takes a while for problems to manifest themselves it also takes a while most of the time for corrections and, and growth and improvement to manifest themselves and so it is part of the process the way i think of it when it comes to marriage and growth within it is it's just like watching your child go through the whole progression of being in the fog as a baby, unable to move, to rolling over, to sitting up, to crawling, to walk, to, to cruising, holding on to something, to walking, to running. That is not just a nonstop linear thing. That's a gain some ground, lose some ground, gain some ground, lose ground, you know, stand up, fall down, stand up again, fall down. Stand. That's what we do in marriage. Well, exactly. And then you, you, hit that teenage year where you have some massive lapse of judgment. So <laughs> that is exactly what happens. Mm -hmm. And, and likewise, just like you might have big judgment lapses, you might also reach a tipping point in a good way where you're working on stuff and working on stuff and you just don't get why nothing's changing. Mm -hmm. And, and then at some point, I really consider it like a tipping point. I guess, I don't know who even wrote that Malcolm Gladwell, maybe yes. um, where, things just shift for you. Yeah. And then it seems like you have this epiphany yeah. and it seems like a suddenly kind of breakthrough. Right. So that helps as well. Yeah. Because it's in essence, it, the system gets gridlocked. And one of the reasons we think we can get out of gridlock is well, I can just try harder. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously if I just put more effort into this, that will solve it. That will resolve what's going on. And no, that's, that's usually looking for, answers rather than asking the right questions exactly you want to know what is making him you know what is is a if you as a spouse will become a detective and kind of have a curiosity instead of this resentment they have a curiosity and like hmm that's interesting instead of taking everything so personally you can look at your mate and say that's interesting i wonder what's triggering this or i wonder what's triggering that and learn different mm -hmm. things about yourself and about each other and that can help you grow yeah because that's i look at the, one of the big examples i use in my life which has then uncovered a whole big realm of possibilities for my life based on the biology and the difference between males and females was I was always the um, orbiter, if you will, right. of, of Pam, that she was a huge support for me emotionally, that I would do the little reach outs. And, and her job 
in the tax world is always crazy, especially in certain times of the season, yeah. you know, with the, with companies. And I would I I was repeatedly calling her multiple times a day just to say wow. hi. You know, just wow. and it was those it was those, you know, Hallmark Hollywood kind of I I'm making a connection, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And that's not what it was about. It was my own anxieties of and fear of loneliness that I would pick up the phone and oh, what do you need? Oh, I'm just calling to say hi until finally she was, you've got to stop. You know, <laughs> there's some times where I just can't talk and she would, because then she's in that struggle of, well, if I speak up and tell him I can't talk right now, he gets mad and I can't hurt his feelings. And that was back when we were so childish and immature. Sure. That now by me recognizing every time I pick up the phone to call her or now actually I do it with anybody. Anytime I pick up the phone to call anybody, or I get on the phone to look at Twitter or check something, I have to do a quick, what am I doing this for? So it's kind of a asking the right questions approach. And what that's done is that set up the framework of, I'm just calling because I'm bored. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I don't need to be doing that. I need to, let's do something else. I'll do something productive. I'll go do with it. I'll go do that, you know, whatever. And now that sets the scenario of there's space between us there's more solidness between us and between and within each of us. And that then opens up some possible solutions. And that's what I would say to this listener in particular, but also to others that are in the same boat. I don't know what the solution is for a lot of situations, right. but I do know when we can have more solid footing and more solidness in ourselves and ask the right questions about what's motivating my behaviors and my looking for what I'd look for to soothe myself, all of a sudden elegant solutions start to appear. And that completely applies to everyone listening whose spouse has said that they hate the pressure. They feel pressured about sex. For a lot of the spouses, you're going to look in the mirror and say, okay, I get that now. Mm -hmm. I'm in such a frustrated space, an anxious space. I'm just looking for this mate to be my relief or my boredom buster or yeah. whatever it, it is. It's, a, it's not a sexy, empowering energy. So that's a really good start. So let's see. Um, another thing I would say always is I, I have this phrase that my best friend and I will tell each other, uh, don't panic. It's only a test. Because anytime we receive revelation, even the Bible says it this way, that once the word is sown, you know, you, you hear uh, a promise or you gain insight revelation, then immediately the thief comes right. for the word's sake. Right. And so I think that applies spiritually, emotionally, mentally, whatever. Anytime revelation comes or growth comes, there is a kind of opposite force or an enemy that will come to steal mm -hmm. that revelation, to keep you where you were. Mm -hmm. And the system is so, going to combat it to try to go back to what it knew. It, yeah, exactly. Just that whole comfort, mm -hmm. that comfort zone or, yeah, the system, how it was to maintain homeostasis. Yep. So, yeah, to, to understand it's just a test. And an illustration that might help you is if you consider that that situation that you had is like a bicycle tire and you have a hole in the tire, you put a patch on it, but, and that might be the growth that you're experiencing. But you don't immediately put that tire back on your bike. You will tend to probably put it underwater or under some kind of pressure to see if the patch 
took. Mm -hmm. And so you can think of that when that pressure comes like, oh my gosh, it's worse. It's not worse. It's just a test. Mm -hmm. And chances are you're going to do better than the last time you faced this test. Yeah. So it's just a test. So yeah. don't panic. Yeah. Cause that's, we, we have so much of the fear of the unknown and the fear of change that, I mean, you can almost, this is where I would come at it from my side of things with you almost are better off creating a little mantra of repeatedly saying to yourself, I can handle it. I can handle it. I can handle yeah. it. I can handle it. I can handle it. And just going through life, taking steps at a time that way, knowing whatever step I take, I can handle whatever the outcome of that is. Yeah, absolutely. And th that way I'm not doing this whole, what's going to happen way down the road. I'm just really worrying about, and we're not even worrying. I'm just I'm really living in the moment. I'm living where my feet are now, and I'm, I'm being conscious and diligent about my next step. Yeah. And that's it. And that's, Do it well. Yeah, because we have so many times in life where we just borrow trouble, don't we? <laughs> where, Absolutely. well, if I do this, then that'll happen. If I do that, and it's all this worry and concern and trouble that we're just borrowing. That's from my mother-in-law. That's a great phrase of, hey, don't borrow trouble. You know, <laughs> why, what are you exactly. doing that for? Well, what if that happens? What, what, who cares? That's, I'll address that if it happens. Well, Carol Burnett said, don't tell me worry doesn't work. 95% of the things I worried about never happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, you can uh, just choose to not worry. It does just suck the life out of you. Yeah. So let me, let me add to this because this, what comes to my mind from the emailer is the, the scenario that I know lots of listeners can be in or are in right now of, you know, I've sought counsel in this arena, or I've sought advice, you know, because sadly, lots of church folk, if you will, lots of religious institutions, they, they do the band-aid of, oh, just pray for a miracle, or I'll pray for you, and, and I don't want to discount that power, okay, so hear that very clearly, but there's nothing about, no, there's nothing better than finding somebody to walk with you through it, not just your spouse, you know. So for a female, finding another female to just open up to and say, hey, here's what's going on and know that they can't fix it. I can't fix it in the moment, but together I can at least eliminate that I don't feel alone in, in all of this issue. So I would encourage each person member of the relationship to find that iron sharpens iron kind of a mindset find the same gender friend to challenge you to support you to encourage you to just be there they're not a professional they're just a friend yeah i would say have it be somebody that's got a spirit of faith though yeah. not just gonna join a pity party somebody who's going to um hold you you know all my friends i call them Mar you know, marriage champions. They all yeah. are going to make me fight for my marriage. And they're all going to make me um, focus on what's right. Because you made a good point that prayer in itself doesn't change the way we think. You know, we become transformed by renewing our mind. Right. So we become transformed by changing the way we think. And that doesn't happen just by hoping, hoping, begging, begging. Right. You know, it happens by 
consciously choosing. Right. And so, you know, those are things you can confront your spouse with. You know, what are you focused on right here? You know, what are you the most worried about? Ask those kind of questions. What What are you afraid is going to happen? Because it's exacerbated his erectile dysfunction. It's exacerbated kind of health and weight issues with some of our readers. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if anything you can do to help each other choose strength and health and fitness and a holistic approach to life, you know, spirit, soul, and body, mm-hmm. it's going to help you do better. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the first questions come by to yourself. Absolutely. Of, of what am I seeking? What am I worrying about? What's what's really driving my behaviors, my choices, my thoughts, my actions? What what's going on in this situation? You know why? What what brings about this reaction? What brings about that reaction? And you can utilize your spouse, or a marriage champion friend, or mm-hmm. even a personal champion friend. Mm-hmm. that wants the best for you to be a sounding board for that, that what am I, you know, help me, help me think through this, help me brainstorm this, help me, you know, because that there's a whole theory in the counseling world. This Rogerian, you know, but from Carl Rogers, that mm-hmm. his foundational belief is that a human can, in essence, find their own way if we can get out of our own way. Mm-hmm. You know, the deep down we know what we want, what's in, and what's the problem, and I think that's yeah. true. Yeah, I say that a lot to my clients <laughs> I think, I think too. Deep so down, we we'll know. ask our yeah. So your immediate response is going to be because here's her question. Let's go back to that. How do I make a change while doing the same stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, your first response is going to be, I don't know what to do. Yep. So you might ask yourself, well, if I did, if you did know what to do, what would you do? Yeah. And trust yourself yeah. because you're right. We. I do it. I want sometimes other people's advice. What should I do on this area of my business? What should I do in that? Because I don't, I want someone to finally validate what I've had in my heart all along. Right. So. Yeah. I have the same question. If I hit a roadblock with a client that it seems like they're getting in their own way and they don't recognize it. And I, and then I'm at a loss as to where to go next with them too. I'll ask the, what could I ask you right now? That yeah. would really help you right now. That's a good, right. And, and so they'll, well, we could talk about, and there we go, you know, because that's yeah. kind of, they knew where, what was, what the hurdle was, but it just hadn't come up yet. And sometimes we got to just get out of our own way. Oh, this is such a good string we're having because sometimes Paul will just offer a rant, a rant, a rant, rant, rant about work. Most uh-huh. recently it was about work. And I said to him, well, what's your question? And because I yeah. that same concept that every problem is just an unanswered question. Yeah. And he looks at me and says, what's my question? I said, <laughs> yeah, what's your question? <laughs> and so it helped him distill stuff. And I said, so when you go to work and all your direct reports are ranting and raving, ask them, yeah. what is your question? Yeah. So that will work with our spouses as well. I think what, What's yeah. your question? Or what's or your what? concern? That's what's I use the concern? same idea because you, you fill it in, fill it in, fill it in, and then you're like, okay, but what's your concern? Yeah. Oh, because that's the heart of the matter, and that's where we need to focus. Yeah. What's your concern? That's great. Yeah, what's that might question? sound better than fear. What's your fear? Because they're, they're going to be likely to say, I'm not afraid. 
Yeah, it, yeah, because that's because most people fear elicits you know usually one of two responses: <laughs> it's fight or <laughs> <Exactly>. flight. <laughs> and then yeah. free, freeze is in there too, but it typically doesn't apply when it comes to marriage. It's kind of hard to freeze when it comes to marriage. <laughs> I know it's not hard to freeze when it comes to marriage. That comes back to her one issue about never orgasming. Oh, well done, Gina. I think that is a freeze response. Okay. And that sounds like another show. Is it time for another show already? It we, is. We, it is. Because and that's just it. I think there there is a whole big. Let's touch on it for a second because that's a disservice exactly. to bring it up and not do anything. And we can let them know we have an episode somewhere. Yeah, on one the, of the prior the, shows we did talk about the the female the, orgasm, the mystical female orgasm, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know what we titled it, but. <laughs> that that's the biggest difference if you look at it just from a biological level that you have to reach a threshold and you have to be across it for so you know for a certain amount of time to really biologically experience an orgasm and most of the time what seems to get in the way and this is both male and female mm -hmm. but for male it's a very obvious mm -hmm. dysfunction quote unquote because you'd lose your erection and or you just can't ejaculate or whatever it's that whole, there's stress, there's something in you, anxiety, fear, something that creeps in and allows you to, that derails it. Mm -hmm. And it all goes back to the meaning that you're applying to all, all the stuff you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, for a woman, you can't force an orgasm despite all those fancy men's magazines and billions <laughs> of articles out there, guys, you cannot yeah. make her uh, curl her toes and scream right. with pleasure. That is something that she has to relax into. Right. So, so ultimately it's about creating a space that's very safe and, yeah. and, um, and to, and to the emailer that brought that up and it's because mm -hmm. she does have some frustration because she's seeing the growth in other areas and it's not playing out physically in her sexual area realize this is a process so what's what's happening now the growth and the depth of the connection that you're allowed to have through talk that it sounds like mm -hmm. is i i believe setting the stage for better opportunities to relax into sex yeah and to help your spouse relax into sex as well and right. so as you encourage him you know, hey, I'm here. Right. Well, it's, yeah. because there's also this whole component that lots of couples don't talk during sex. Or before or after about sex. Right. Yeah. But it, exactly. it, I mean, that's a whole different arena. If Can you have sex and have a conversation? That's not dirty talk. It's not fantasy talk. It's a depth conversation. It's a seeing each other behind the eyeballs. And you're including that into your sex life. I've even had Christian clients. Where I've, I've asked him, well, do you pray? Have you ever prayed during sex? Mm -hmm. What? We, we can't <laughs> yeah, do, you know, and it's just that, well, hold on. We're talking about an entirety of our life. We're talking about a holistic component of our life. You know, it's all of us. It's every, it it's every aspect of us that can come into congruence and harmony with one another. So what's happening now in your marriage and the tremendous growth you're seeing is setting the stage, I, I really believe, for what's to come. Yes. So do not quit now. Yeah. You just could be so close to a breakthrough. Yep. And then we can do a show, I think. And it might be a good idea. Let's revisit the, the orgasm show. 
Okay, absolutely. Because there's there's some anatomical things that are important, and there's some maybe we could get some relaxing things that would help, and and that that might really help some. Because I know we've got a couple other V-mailers that have had something similar. Absolutely. Okay, we'll do male and female. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. <laughs> We're glad you joined us. So we'd love your feedback. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Jump on, leave us a comment at sexymarriageradio.com. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Have a great week. Let's talk about...